You follow drugs, you get drug addicts and drug dealers. But you start to follow the money, and you don't know where the fuck it's going to take it. What you need to do is that Akai software you need to sync with Ableton and then you'll yeah because some of the plugins on Ableton are fucking nuts dude operator you can get some of the deepest sub bass off of Ableton's operator Ugh. but anyway we're recording oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if welcome any, back I don't know if anyone out there wants to listen about uh, sound engineering but I mean, that could be for another podcast. Maybe we'll make I'll make a third podcast. I'm already trying to work on a second one with a, a collaborate with another person. But yeah, but like, what types of people will want to listen to that shit? Other, want to hear the drugs. other sound engineer. But it'll, I have a drug podcast for my druggy audience. A sound engineering podcast for my sound engineer. I don't know. I'm spreading you myself too. Do? You legitimately do though have another podcast yeah no not oh, yet okay. i'm working on this other podcast it's all about um like it's a music promo kind of i don't know i'm, I'm working out the kinks with who my partner i'm collabing with but i got you uh it's like we're still figuring it out but i mean i'm spreading myself too thin as it is like i just did like mix downs for like six episodes so they'd be on scheduled release or sketch, like, they're uploaded, but they won't be released until every Friday at 8 a.m. Yeah. Pacific Standard Time, of course. Makes sense. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I'm sure people out there were, like, wondering, Unk, I thought you'd be an inpatient right now. You said you were going on so... Well, it's a long story. And everyone who asked, I said, yeah, it's a long story. <laughs> it's fucked I up. need my vape. Hold on. <laughs> I need my vape before I get into this, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, this is pretty crazy. Well, it's not long. It's just like... It's just fucked up that like what, after you had told me, that's so fucked, dude. Like, just for me to This could have been worse. Oh, but just the timing of it. Like, was the universe the timing trying to fuck was, with your the shit? The timing was what was fucked. Okay, so, basically, I did, like, a podcast with my ex, then I did a podcast with you, and it was, like, 2.33 in the morning, and I'm like, I'm fucking beat. 
I'm going to bed because I have to go to rehab the next day, right? So I do another podcast with uh, my homie Jay Wack. Shout outs, Jay Wack. And if you listen, because that will be released. If you listen at one point of the podcast, uh, <laughs> I get a rap tap tap on my window, my window, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? And who is it? Well, I'm not going to say who it is. I don't draw, I'm not going to throw, you know, throw shade. Ain't no shit. Ain't I'm not no throwing snitch. Sh- and I'm not, I'm not, and I don't have hold grudges. I, I mean, it, it, you know, this is, but this is what happened. I get a, a rap tap tap knocking on my window and I'm like, who the fuck is that? It's one of my squad, local squad members. Uh, I'm not going to say who. I will say they, because I'm not going to say if it's he or she, because I'm not going to give out any hints, but a squad member, local squad member, been a guest on the podcast, knocks on my window. They are outside my window. And mind you, I have the whole house to myself. No one's here but me. Uh... And I'm like, what the fuck? And I open the window, and this gentleman's outside, got has nowhere to go, walked here, and uh, is in a lot of pain from uh, back complications. I'll say that. That's the only hint you get, and you will, you'll never guess who it is, and I will never tell. <laughs> You gotta get my likes up first, and maybe slide into my DMs, and maybe then, and only then, and just slide in my DMs to give me compliments. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying Remember, to... you guys, you need to feel his narcissism. Yes. See, thank you. You 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 do listen, but regardless, they're outside my window. I let them in, and they got nowhere to go. And I'm like, all right, come in and just crash out for the night. You know, it was like, I could do one last nice thing for a friend. They got nowhere to go. They're like, just, they're, they're in bad shape. And I, uh, <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, said person has a safe with a digital keypad. And you'll hear the beep, 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 beep. No way, dude. And that just triggered me. Because, dude, I know what's in that safe. <laughs> I'm not fucking stupid, okay? You only keep... Possibly two or th- to five things, but mainly two things in a safe: firearms uh, and drugs, or bands of like G's, like a lot. Oh yeah, lots of illegal, illegally made money. Yeah, yes. A lot. Isn't it awesome that I'm this Caucasian and I know what bands and G's means? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? Look how big you clip with you. You got a set of lungs on you, sir. Yes, I do. Um, so I was tr- I'm triggered because I hear the beeping of the safe and they open up and I'm looking over like, you're going to crash at my house and not give me drugs? Uh, how can I, I can- I'm a drug addict, ladies and gentlemen. If, like, I can watch heroin movies all day. I can watch drug documentaries all the damn day. Does not trigger me. It may trigger some people out there, not me. Uh, I'm just weird like that. But when you have drugs in front of me in my physical presence, that's when I'm at my most triggered, and it's the hardest to turn down. And uh, that's like putting a sheet of acid and some coke in front of me. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. It was uh, tar, black tar heroin, and ice. 
So I was like, uh, you're going to at least give me some of that ice. And then I, uh, you know, finessed my way into some black tar as well. And I had a one day relapse. So I, you know, the next day I, I talked to uh, the administrative director at the rehab. And I'm like, oh, look, this is what happened. And he said, look, because uh, I thought honesty is the best key. I'm just going to be upfront. I fucked up. I mean, relapse is part of recovery, right? So don't hate me because I'm beautiful, but that's what happened. But it's like, this is, this is the way I see it. First of all, there was a fucking relapse knocking outside my window. Like, how many of you out there who know addiction and struggle, have struggled, how many of you put yourself in that situation? Imagine how difficult it would be to turn down drugs that are literally knocking outside your window. Like, I didn't make the call and hit up my fucking plug. I didn't hit up anybody, you know? Right before you're about to do the right fucking thing. Technically. Like, if you think about it, it's like everything, the timing, right before you're about to go. And I'm not the most religious person. I'm very spiritual. But that was I would say that was my higher power testing my uh, how serious I was. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know... To people at the rehab who I've been, you know, getting to know very well, they're like, just wait, take a week, flush your system and come back. So that's what I did. I went to a detox, which was stupid because, um, I, it was like for one night. So I wasn't going to go through like a, a crazy withdrawal. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? But that's like when I went to rehab in Brunswick. And that's how they would, they send you to a detox first if you were already fucking high, depending on whatever it was. It well, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I yeah, could have, yeah. I could have done it. I mean, they, I thought they would have just taken me to a detox down there, but they were like, just come back in a week. So I just did a detox up here. Yeah. Um, and it was weird. Like everyone you crazy almost. I mean, it was just boring because I'm not dope sick. I mean, I did a, a couple issues, yes, but the next day, like, I wasn't like, you know, like, I've been very dope sick before. I know what it feels like, and I was just like, whatever, let's just do this. And, uh, I mean, not having internet was worse. That was more of a withdrawal than anything. Uh, but some kid snuck in a burner. And I got on Facebook a couple times, but I had to be really low-key about it. I did it for, like, two seconds. And, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. So that is what happened. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. I mean, it, it was the most boring about it is everyone I'm around is just hot sweats, cold sweats, fucking restless legs, like ugh, squirming and worming and fucking kicking. And it's almost and depressing. It's almost like you'd seen that. Why? It's kind of like going to a bar. I mean, just watching them go through that yeah. agony will almost made me go through agony. Like it's just like, oh, now I feel a little sick just because I'm looking at how sick they are. So I mean, I just, that's like going to a bar, seeing everybody drunk, and you're just like, damn, I don't miss that shit, dude. I know. Isn't it weird how when you're <laughs> sober around drunk people, it's the most annoying, annoying shit, fucking shit ever. ever, dude. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah, it's like fuck, I'm so glad I'm not you right now. And let me just say this. That nothing to do with alcohol, but I was and probably still hold a very close title to be one to have been previously one of the biggest stoners in the world. I mean, and dude, there are some still, even though I, I had a 
quite the love for Mary Jane, there are some annoying ass stoners out there. Uh, do you know what a wook is? It's <laughs> Marcus doesn't know what a wook is. Uh, it I, I'll probably get this wrong, but it's just like your stereotypical like crazy uh, EDM festival going like hippie dreads like oh a orb a wook okay that's like so yeah yeah, yeah yeah i know you i know what you're talking about i know what you're talking about it's like fucking they perplex me yeah. and fascinate me on a level comparable to national geographic and you don't understand it's like how when a you're white watching... person like that can have such amazing fucking dreads Not i've really. never seen a wook that wasn't caucasian i know that's what i'm saying to me, it's weird. I mean, I'm sure they're out there. I'm not going to discriminate. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. What I mean is, is like, I mean, I've never seen on a white person that thick of dreads that fucking much. Well, looks are committed to the dreads. I could tell, dude. They're fucking all dirty as fucking shit, dude. There, there, <laughs> there was this fucking look. This was before look was even a word. There was like this gothic look I went to high school with. Literally, I watched someone spit on his dreads, and the next day, at school, the loogie was still... Oh, that's gross. Fuck, <laughs> shut, shut up, dude. Shut the fuck up. It was bro. all bubbly. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, dude. Still there. I don't want to hear that shit. Hey! That was so great. <laughs> and, you know, the thing about dreads... It, it's, I, I can't, I could never commit, I can, uh, uh, I probably would look very strange and not as GQ as I normally do. And there's only one way to get rid of dreads, I think, is to shave them off. You can untangle them, but you, how the, fuck that. That sounds like an impossible task. That's like when I had dreads. Remember when you saw me that a while ago? Like about when we first around first met? Yeah, but you had this very short, like maybe, yeah, but max I, three inches. Yeah, it wasn't really that long, but like when you did decide to cut, when I did decide, you, there's no other way but to shave them off anyway. But you had the fade. You had a clean fade. Yeah. 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 So eh. you live and you learn. So yeah, I fucked up, you guys, and I relapsed like literally right before admitting myself into rehab. But I was not like actively searching out drugs they literally were pounding outside of my fucking bedroom window i mean that's hard to say no to especially you know i my nerves were all shot i was like nervous so i didn't know i didn't like i was like what do i expect and then i was like well i am very uh advanced at burning things to the ground like my life so that came second nature. I mean, the thing is, it was literally right in front of me. Everything I needed to get high one last time, and I did. And it was horrible, and I had to, like, come clean to my family, and it, that was a whole fucking... But, I mean, I, I was like... Look. I relate to that shit. That was, like, when I, when I first finally got kicked out of my house, and I fucking had to come clean about my shit. You wanna... Wanna... Get a... Want me to get my Dr. Phil cap on right now? Dr. Phil? I mean, you could get your Oprah Winfrey on, but, like, I mean, I don't know. I I need to work on my Oprah Winfrey a little bit. It's all right. Oprah Winfrey sucks. Anyways. Well, that is going to be censored. 
Good God. What's wrong with Oprah Winfrey? She, I mean, she's just... No, no comment any further. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I offended already some I folks. bet you have a conspiracy the- theory behind Oprah Winfrey. Does she traffic human beings? I mean, she... I think she eats children. Well, I know... That's Hi- going to be censored, too. I, <laughs> I know Hillary Clinton, at the very least, gets full-body blood transfusions from the young and healthy... And, oh, did you know, uh, Trump and Hillary, during their campaigns, they were on speed. Oh, it takes the fuck out. I mean, it's not, they weren't on meth, but uh, Hillary was taking that fucking prescription drug that they give to uh, pilots so that they uh, stay Dad, alert. you're straight fucking dead. Dude, did you see that fucking... That checks the that fuck out, Did though. you see that footage of her just... After like giving a speech or something, and or and just passing the fuck out, and her fucking security just catch her and like fucking shove her in a van. She was fucking tweaked, and fucking Trump is spun out on diet pills. So yeah, the Check. rulers of this once great nation—they're tweakers technically, because let's face it. I mean that checks out. If you of. spin the pookie, or you pop. Adderall, I don't look at it much differently. And, you know, well, I guess I do. Now, I'll scratch that. Oh, the good old I'll, days Second of thought. But, I mean, it's almost—it's pretty much the same shit, you guys. I mean, meth heads do live a different lifestyle than someone who's on prescription drugs. But, let's not fool ourselves. You smoke crack, you snort a line of coke, and those two fucking, those two people look at each other like, ooh. I'm not going to smoke crack. I'm not a crackhead. Yet, you're fucking snorting rails of the most cut fucking baby powder coke. Come on, just don't... don't. That's what I like about junkies. We junkies out there, we don't fucking hate on anyone for the drug of their choice. Because we're the most hated fucking drug user out of all the different types of drug users. Wouldn't you say... There's a lot of people that experiment with drugs out there, but they're like, look at people who use a needle, and they're like, oh my god, that's so fucking... Look, you know what? People of of the world, uh, I I got nothing to say to you. If you look down <laughs> my my once romanticized needle, uh, uh, fast, I don't know, fascination. Because I, I used to be afraid of needles for the longest fucking time. I used to be... Ter- I, I couldn't even shoot myself up. I sh- Dude, the first time I... You know how I learned how to shoot up? This is fucked up. My ex... Well, my now ex, but my girlfriend at the time when I was in LA, she would make me hit her. And I was on the methadone program, right? And I'm like, dude, I don't want to fucking do this to you. And she, oh, she knew how to... Uh, Convince me. And so then I'd practice on her, and she had, like, the worst veins ever, so it was really hard to register. So, and fuck, dude, oh my god. I haven't never told this story one time. Oh, this is a fuck. <laughs> dude, like, one time, I guess we were doing speedballs or goofballs, and I thought I had registered, but I guess I had missed, and she got an abscess, and we had to take her to the ER, and dude, it was so fucked. 
Dude, that's kind of fucked. Yeah, there's on her fucking Facebook profile, there's video footage of them like operating on it. Oh, dude. I felt so bad. I felt like the biggest piece of shit ever. And uh, while they were operating on her, I went out and copped more fucking fucking tar with uh, my LA plug, uh, Stoner C- Steve. Shout out Stoner Steve. Come on the podcast anytime. Ugh hiccups but yeah and then i went back to see her and i (laughs) we're like spooning on like the hospital fucking bed and it's all small and the nurses are all waking me up and i'm like oh what the fuck (laughs) and uh they're like we just gotta do some blood tests and i'm like i'm like all grumpy (laughs) i'm surprised they let me get away with that we did (laughs) we didn't have sex you know what's funny about that what the fact that you're swimming in a hospital bed and you're hoping that you won't get caught. That we did get caught. I know, but the fact <laughs> that you went in there be like, yo, let me just let me just curl up inside you, you know, it's not like not nothing, you know, maybe I could slap up well, maybe I could slap one in, maybe get a quickie in, you know. <laughs> it wasn't like that. I had a horrible sex drive when I was high. But I was just like, I'm a very cuddly person. People like to well, I'm sure all people like to cuddle with me, but I am straight. I'm sorry. I have nothing against, you know, your sexual orientation. It's just not, you know, some things make my pee-pee go one way or the other. It's just, I have no control over it. And it, it, In fact, it's taken me 35 years just to get a control over my fucking genitals. And let me say this, mind you. I have one testicle and my testosterone... And my fucking sperm count are higher than ever. Record-breaking history. Pumping double time. Uniballer. I don't... I... So, I'm sorry. I can... What can I say? So... I mean, I, I, at least you could still say you squirt. I, <laughs> that was a little TMI. You know what TMI is? Oh, I definitely know, but this is not squad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. This is not squad. Well, I guess TMI is, um, I was thinking of a three-letter abbreviation. No? Are you actually trying to, like, say the abbreviation, like, in long, like, do you not know it yourself, or, like... The gears were turning in my my mind, Marcus, and... Too much information, so, so, yeah. No, I know too much information. No, I mean, like, too much, too much information, bro. I thought this was the podcast where TMI is, is... Too, too, too much information. Yeah, that's, yeah. There, dude. There's plenty of stories that I I can't even. Dude, the story I told with you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't been uh, updated, Marcus, I <laughs> recorded with Marcus one day the worst thing I've ever done ever in my Smash life. Smash that like button. And I have it in the vaults. There's a vault. There's an actual physical vault. Metal door, combination lock, and that's where that recording is right now. Encrypted. You don't get to hear it until we get, I don't know, we have to draft up the terms and conditions. Don't do it, you guys. I think a million... Don't do it. It's down. really bad, dude. Don't do it. I don't want. I don't want to be known for that. It's not that. I tried getting into the... I tried getting in there, bro. Dude, your I, face when I fucking revealed that. <laughs> I literally... 
Your jaw I, dropped I, I, and I, hit my fucking hardwood floor. I literally could not say anything for a solid few minutes. But hey, I couldn't even come up. I was speechless. I'm not even gonna lie. It was the first time I like went up. I, I literally was trying to say something, but... It's I, the no, worst no, it's... thing I've ever done. And let me say, uh, it's not that bad, but it is that bad. It's pretty bad. And it's recorded, and it's there for you guys to think about. So, hey, if you want to hear it, you need to... Got, you all squad members out there, brethren, sestren, let's get the numbers up. Let's get some emails. Let's get, you know... Let's get our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat. Do do we got to get all those up. Don't do it. <clears throat> oh, one update also. Just get right below the number, but don't go past that. Yeah. <clears throat> don't do it. I don't want to be known for it. Well, I'm afraid of, re of releasing it because I will. I know you are. I bet you fucking are, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't want to be judged. You're still my friend, at least. Are you, aren't you? I mean, I didn't kid. Oh yeah, no, of course. I was just uh, zoning out. I was zoning out. I was. Oh, zoning out. I do that all the time. Anyway, you guys, worst story ever. Worst thing I've ever done. I will drop that when you guys, you help me, I help you. You know, scratch my Don't back. I massage it. your shoulders. Don't do Not it. Not sexually, just for getting the knots I'm out. Begging you. But that's for another day. Uh, one last thing. SoundCloud, we have one. I don't think we're going to release podcasts on it. I think we're going to take the, sh the story, the actual stories and not our just bullshit banter. And we're going to actually just upload like the 10-minute stories we've done. So if you want just the meat and potatoes, you get that on the SoundCloud. You know, if you just want to get hit with a little quick rush of a war story. Oh, almost rhymed. But you guys know what's insinuated in your minds, even though it wasn't said out loud. I almost thought you were going to start rapping when you were flowing like that. I I was, I, and I was about to join you, but then I realized... You I'm, can't rap, you guys. Well, I can. It just, I'm a very, very Caucasian. It's alright. I mean, white rappers nowadays are starting to become the thing. Well, yeah, the, but their, their delivery's better. You know, I... Ghost wrote fucking bars for a SoundCloud rapper and made a quick $200. And it was fucking Fuego Flames fire emoji like style. It was lyric. lit. <clears throat> but if I were to spit these lyrics, it would sound a little like Pee Wee Herman. No, not that bad. I'm not that bad. But I did make a quick $200 off Ghost Writing Bars. Ha, bet you didn't know that. And now you do. So if you listen to Beyonce, she's fake. Anyways, so just get that out of the way. I think Rihanna's better. Yeah, of course Rihanna's better, but they still ghostwrite all their shit. Well, yeah, it's me. It's fucking. It's the Illuminati, bro. Oh fuck yeah. Well, you don't. You don't. They don't have all those fucking all-seeing pyramid eyeballs all over their clothes and don't do the fucking hands for no reason. They're doing some Bohemian Grove shit out there and don't think I didn't fucking research it. I saw... I, I know Go to who, Jekyll Island, you guys. I know who Mola... Oh, Jekyll Island. Don't even get me started about Jekyll Island. 
Dude, everyone who tried to exp I used to live Go around there. Google fucking Clinton body count and tell me they're not fucking the mafia. They're throwing hits out like like it's the goddamn fucking Sopranos over there. And Bill uh, I'm <laughs> Bill can play a good sax, but he murders a lot of women he sleeps with. I I didn't say that. Sorry everyone out there. CIA, if you're listening, I was joking. That was a joke. Just just to clarify, I don't know shit. I'm a dumbass recovering junkie, but I have a wild imagination. So let's not banter too much. You have a story. I want to hear it. And oh. my, the floor is yours, sir. Well, Shoot, that was a very on-spot uh, of an entry. Hey, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Marcus. And, uh, I apologize for my ADHD. My mind races with weird thoughts. Yeah, I was just thinking of, like, Jekyll Island. I used to live around there, actually, speaking of which. And uh, living around there is kind of Where a trip. Where the fuck is Jekyll Island? It's, it's Georgia. No way. Yeah. I used to live uh, in Savannah, Georgia, uh, right kind of where things before went to shit. So yeah, basically I'm on this podcast right now because we were talking a little bit earlier and talking about uh, something deep and we thought it'd be good material and content because we could kind of get real well, Your here. story is pretty fucking crazy, dude. You hitchhiked all the way across this great nation of ours. Yep, yep. Not yep. many people can say they could now, have done that or could do that. Now, to be fair, it was... And some of this was put um, out there. It's not the full story, though, of... In, in, in the earlier episodes, I think in episode, I forgot which number. Yeah. But, uh, so we talked about some of it, but not like in depth as like basically kind of how that even all happened, why I even became homeless, why I was even on hitching or, and, and to be fair, some of it, most of it was rides, but a lot of it was like miles and miles and miles of days of walking. So, <laughs> but kind of in general, like... It started off with just me going to uh, to rehab because my parents were kind of, uh, at the time, like going through a divorce. And the first time I became homeless was after being sent uh, into a detox. And uh, I was sent into the detox a few times because I started like using drugs in my, in my parents' house. And Can I, I ask out. which drugs? Oh, just like regular fucking shit, just weed, acid, and shit, you know, not, nothing. Just hippie drugs. Hippie drugs, you know, not, not anything serious, but. My parents aren't necessarily the, the oh shit, you know, they're totally fucking straight edge, you know? So it's like, it wasn't necessarily all that great for me, you know, when it came to like being able to do stuff and shit. It was really sheltered. Yeah. So I really fell hard for a shelter kid, really fucking hard. Uh, when I actually did get into the whole like heroin, getting the, the smoking coke, you know? Oh. And it's fucking, just fucking stupid shit, you know? But I went for that, and uh, there was some shit going on at the time, and I didn't know about until I was paid for like a year in rehab. And I got a year, about a year clean at the time, when I got sent to a uh, a sober living afterwards in Jacksonville, Florida. In Jacksonville, Florida, yes. And uh, I was sent to a sober living down here called the Refuge, and uh, I went to meetings and went to and did a bunch of shit down there uh, that had to do with everything recovery related. And I never really took it seriously. I just wanted everybody off my back, you know. Dropped out of college and shit, and uh, I got myself into like a hundred fifty thousand dollars in debt. What the fuck? A hundred and fifty grand? Yeah, which is all paid off, thank goodness. But uh, 
I got myself into one hundred fifty thousand dollars in debt because how? Of, well, I was a, I used to go to college at a really expensive, expensive school. Holy so, fuck! So I put myself in a lot of debt. Uh, so most of it was paid off because uh, just miraculously from some people helping me. Uh, Holy shit! Yeah, later on in life, this is just recently. I, I'm now I'm now technically debt free. About like. A year or two, about a year ago, about, yeah. Oh, I can't wait till I'm debt-free. Yeah, dude, it's fucking pretty gnarly. But I went down to uh, Jacksonville, and the first time I became homeless was because I relapsed down there uh, in Jacksonville. I was working at McDonald's at the time in downtown Jacksonville. Oh, uh, my first job was McDonald's. I hated McDonald's. Yeah, I hated it. But anyways, I got high there. uh, You relapsed on what? Weed, just regular oh, shit. Oh, just weed. Yeah, it's just regular shit. It's n- m- just this first part is just like not really even like all that hard. It's the when I got became homeless where it got really fucking shitty, you know. Yeah. So it's so I was freaking down there, and uh, this is at the time where my parents were kind of like going through a divorce, but I didn't think that it was really all that serious when they told me they didn't want me back home. So I became straight homeless after relapsing. And my parents didn't want to bring me back because they were kind of going through their shit and I wasn't allowed to come back to the house. And uh, what happened was I just basically, everybody in the program pretty much just forsook me off of a a stupid relapse, which wasn't really all that fucking hard. It was fucking severe consequences, like really, really bad for something so fucking little. I mean, to anybody else, we's just so little. To everybody else on the East Coast, it's like, oh, it's the fucking, it's like fucking... It's the devil's, devil's lettuce. Yeah, dude, it's fucking stupid. You know what I mean? So it's like... Me getting kicked out and straight homeless in downtown Jacksonville for some shit like that. Now, that was fucking crazy, dude. Uh, because I went into straight understanding how fucking, like, get blacks getting shot on the fucking street, seeing fucking gangsters doing their shit in the hood, you know what I mean? I couldn't just walk from a guy who was sheltered all the way from dropping out uh, and getting sent into there, abandoned by the my my own family. What good for good reason for what they were going to and later on that I see it, but like yeah, straightly But like, abandonment is a fucking son of a bitch, dude. Yeah, dude. At seventeen, which is what's crazy, I wasn't even like I wasn't even eighteen turned in at the time, so it's up- like so easy just to say fuck it and give up when you get abandoned by like your fucking friends. Well, and and, the, and then think about it like this. Also, I grew up in a military family, so I moved around. It's not like I had friends either. So all I had was that. So fuck. So when my family was gone, I was like, oh fuck it, it's just me. So the only people who I could find and be friends with were strangers. You know, straight homeless people, and. So, they basically taught me everything that I had to do about the streets, so I really fucking smoked a lot of meth, fucking started tripping on crazy drops of acid, not no fucking, not no fucking tap shit, like straight drops of vials of, I'm not sure how much I'm getting dosed with. Yeah, you, know? you unknown amounts unknown of Unknown amounts, lace shit, smoking spice, almost crashing in a fucking car, dude. Ooh. And, uh, but kind of, that's kind of getting further into it before I, before people want to say that I'm some type of softy boy, you know, or whatever from just smoking some straight weed for all knowing that's called they fairly know about me so far from what they're seeing in the story. But when I fucking was on the streets, I learned to Spanish and I remember this one guy, which, which was pretty funny, dude. Actually, listen, this is a good story because I remember going, uh, and, uh, I was homeless for like already within a month in Jacksonville downtown and I was just learning the fucking I would just be walking in loops around learning the hustles yeah learning the hustles and I met this one guy bro and this guy was on the news for fucking making saving up a million dollars on the 
based off from just staging, dude. From fucking asking people for spare change on a fucking Shell Station corner street. A lot of people don't, not a lot of normies don't know this, but you can make more money spanging than a nine to five regular. Dude, I could have sworn I've made myself a couple fa- a couple thousand dollars in just a month from just like spanging and asking people for change. And, and the thing is, you can panhandle in Jacksonville and it's legal. So like, you're not gonna get caught up like if you go anywhere else. And fucking by cops, you can sit Whoa. on that corner and make as much as you want, and nobody's gonna fuck with you. And most people give the give the change anyways because they don't give a fuck. It's like, oh, here's a change, fuck it, whatever. They gotta go on to the next person so that you don't get asked anymore because they're just gonna keep on asking you. So I remember hanging with this one guy, and I don't remember his name. This got blacker than fucking Dark Knight. This guy dude, but this guy was fucking. Uh, told me to just sit down and watch him, and he basically just taught me how to freaking spange right, like, including, like, how to fucking, like, ask people and shit. Like, I learned the science of how to beg. It's fucking stupid. But I freaking did that for a long time. I made myself a good amount of money, and it got me around and shit, sadly, you know? But I would fucking be making, like, nickels and dime bags for fucking weed at first, and then when it started getting... I started getting introduced to fucking, uh... vials of acid, and then that's when it got, came to you the You made math. a lot of money selling acid. Yeah. A lot of money doing that. It was fucking stupid. But doing that, I finally decided to get out because I got, I ran into some really bad people that were trying to fucking basically, it was some gay crackheads trying to get up in my ass. And, uh, oh my. Yeah, I know. And I fucking was put into this, uh, I went to this homeless shelter this one time. And, uh, there was two people I was hanging out with at the time, uh, that were kind of just helping me and showing me how to hustle. And I was pretty much just, uh, copping off of them and mooching off of them for a little bit as I was learning, you know. Learning the trade, yeah. Yeah, I learned the trade or whatever. And then I finally had to get out because I got greenlit because this guy basically... In Jacksonville. Yeah, in Jacksonville. I got greenlit in Jacksonville because the guy uh, basically blamed me for some... Same thing like what happened in Venice. It basically, I owed the dude some money because I was fucking smoking too much of stuff, but I never realized that he was trying to flip some shit on me, you know. So I fucking had to get out, and I hitched on foot... Uh, from Jacksonville back to Georgia in downtown where I, where my parents used to live. Uh, I met a few guys down in Georgia when I was homeless in downtown Savannah when I hitched on foot from up there to up there, which took about, like, two weeks to get from there to there. And, uh, and, uh, people were just throwing me, uh, bottles of water. Like, surprisingly, people who, they do hitchhike because there's a lot of the transients and hitching on the fucking road is actually more common than what I thought. And I've ground scored a bunch of shit, like, just... Freaking walking along the highways or sleeping under the fucking bridges. You'll like, find some shit. You find the side some of the crazy freak. fucking shit on the side of the highway, dude. It's fucking nuts. But I uh, was in downtown, and I when I first actually started smoking meth was was this guy that was in a abandoned house that was because uh, I was sleeping close to my college campus at the time, and this was after the story of the dumpster diving that that I got. D- Freaking thrown into, I was sleeping out of a, a dumpster, and I got thrown into the garbage truck, almost yep. killed me, and fucking almost closed on me. But I got out, and uh, I was with this guy that, he seemed pretty cool, but I started to realize that the guy was kind of like, halfway, like I couldn't tell if the guy was actually gay, or he just wanted to cross-dress, which I don't know why. And, yeah. uh, and uh, I've, I've known people who just like to cross-dress. Yeah, and this guy was living out of like, some like there was black widows all over the underside of this like abandoned like building and the underside of it was like exposed like someone had ripped the wall and shit and you could sleep inside of there without it being a problem but the guy had slept around black widows but the first time i ever smoked meth was with this guy with a dope pipe and i remember 
him just doing it for me and it freaking smoking it up and I was stuck with that guy for a little bit and I'd just be walking around in downtown Savannah just fucking smoking shit. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, I remember a few months later I went to go to a, uh, which was finally at that time where I got, when I called my family and I realized where I was at with, uh, kind of like trying to take me back and shit and see what was going on because they were trying to figure out what was going on with me but at the same time they wouldn't want to help me either yeah. so they just wanted to know where I was at and shit at the time yeah. and uh, I had gotten out and I basically was drunk as fuck because I was buying hurricane I was getting people to buy me hurricane cans and shit and I was fucking getting drunk off my ass dude. hurricanes are fucking gnarly but yeah dude I was drinking like at the time five to six of them at a time oh. at the end of the day Fuck. To the point where I was like pooping out fucking orange goop and shit because I wasn't oh. even eating either. But uh, it oh. came to that point where I finally uh, I was pedicabbing because that was the only way to make money. And I was uh, <laughs> I actually <laughs> I was pedicabbing a bunch, and uh, I was making a lot of money. And the time that I was uh, getting dumped into the dumpster, I was getting thrown in there, and I broke my leg, so I couldn't pedicab anymore, so I couldn't get my hustle on with that. And uh, so I had to start uh, mooching off other people, and I was started, and I, that was the first time I got invited to go into a tent city because I couldn't fucking. I had a broken leg. I had nowhere else to go. And and for those that don't know, tent cities is like a homeless camp, and you don't get, you're not allowed entrance into a tent city unless an insider lets you in tent, yep. a tent and city. And what's so funny about it to me is that, and the thing is, don't fucking straight kill people. You won't find people. Like, you'll find fucking straight bodies, like, yeah. buried out in the middle of the fucking nowhere They forest. will murder you if you enter their fucking, their, their area and this without is, an invite. And I could totally pass as a fucking straight dirt bum kid, dude. Straight, straight up, dude. Crusty. Oh, straight crusty, dude. It was fucking nasty. So, this guy named Shaggy, and this guy, shout out to this guy if he ever, if he's even still alive, but fuck. This guy uh, actually used to have a cat that he would travel on his back as a circus cat that he had. You told me about the circus cat. Yeah, the circus cat, and his name was Chupa, and this fucking cat would fuck anybody up that come near it. And, and so, the cat, he almost had to, like, get it off me a few times, but weirdly, (laughs) Shaggy... Shaggy was pretty cool, and he kind of liked me, so like the cat ended up kind of liking me after a while. Yeah. So I ended up living out of tent cities, and the reason that I even started Hitchcock in the first place was because one day we were going to... Surprisingly, I don't know how the conversation went as we were spanging and continued. I was with all these homeless bums, and we were fucking... We were fucking smoking crack inside their fucking tent on top of like smoking weed and getting as many hurricanes as can everywhere the whole floor was littered with cans you see fucking bums and fucking homeless people arguing with each other over get on that on my side why are you stealing my shit and it's always some fucking stupid ass story yeah. and uh finally this guy came over and is uh when I went over to the Savannah Civic Center the Civic Center is like outside the campus that I used to go to college at and uh there was an audition because I'm musically talented and I, I wanted to do some crazy shit. I was making some money off of beatboxing and uh, putting down a hat and it with a harmonica. So I was like beatboxing and doing all that stuff while pedicabbing to make myself money in Savannah, Georgia. And uh, I was in the downtown and I was just basically trying to find my, my spots. I got ripped off trying to sell weed all the time or fucking just anything that I could do to nickel and dime it my way into whatever the fuck I was doing to get more shit. And then I didn't really have to pay for my shit or my crack because the guy, Shaggy, was pretty much the guy to go to for all that shit. So I would just get it off of him, and he was pretty cool with me. I don't know why he had a 
a weird friendship with me, which is why the guy was so cool. He kind of just took me under his wing for that shit, which was pretty cool of him. And I hope that guy's doing okay, man. That guy had some fucking crazy-ass girlfriends that fucking produced some crazy-ass boyfriends that fucking they get into fights and shit in the middle of the tent city. And I remember one time, this guy came over and there was a fight going on and he tried to get me involved in it. I fucking had to fight this dude with Shaggy at the time and we fucking kicked his fucking ass high as fuck off crack, dude. It's fucking... It helps. Yeah, it does it's help. It's a cool advantage. Oh, yeah. So, just some crazy ass shit and I remember being in the Savannah Civic Center and uh, I finally did my beatboxing. It wasn't. It was for an American Idol audition. I was just there just to fuck around because I had nothing else to do. I was fucking crazy high fucking just trying to figure out what to do and i met this guy that said hey man you know what you're beatboxing it's because i actually can beatbox it's really good and i was like actually going off on it with the harmonica i would get people out of bars man like there would be times where i put up draw a crowd yeah i draw a crowd it's kind of weird so that's one of the main reasons why people would kind of like make sure i was around it because i could provide money it's weird i just was able to like Manifest you know, yeah, yeah, the hustle. Yeah, I doing. I started getting better at it, so I was like doing my own thing with that. And everybody kind of has their whole thing, and whether or not it's fucking picking up cans and fucking getting glass and trading it off for money and shit to fucking get their bag or their coke or whatever it is that they want to do with that. And I, uh, this guy came up to me, and he fucking handed me a huge ass fucking dude I swear like some Chi Chi Chong shit like fucking a huge ass fucking roll like cigar fucking blunt dude it's fucking huge but this guy well we're outside gave it to me he's like dude you beatbox and shit I know you smoke some weed man he's like hey but do you wanna like go to like California bro like I think I'm gonna be going to the voice over there bro and I think that you'd be fucking do 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 pretty awesome to have some company I got a whole ride ahead of me you seem like cool people man I think he'd be on, and it was the worst few hour ride for like overnight. And we went across. I remember just making a whim out of nowhere, like going to a different because I couldn't go back home. One, uh, there was no home for me. I was just homeless, despite what, what everything was going on. I couldn't go back. I didn't really have any friends. You're greenlit in Florida. I'm greenlit in Florida, dude. And then I was just like, I fucking hate Georgia. I don't want to come back here. You know what I mean? And I don't want to... Everybody knows me and it fucking was just embarrassing. I was like, you know what? There's fucking nothing for me here on the East Coast. So I'm just going to be like, cool, fuck it, whatever. Let's go over to California. And the guy only took me across up to the Grand Canyon before we had to go for a break. We took a few pictures and he took... And I and this is at the time where I had kind of a little amp and a few, a little bit of equipment to perform. So I had something to be able to kind of do something with. Yeah. So, and the guy took all my shit and fucking left. I walked a dog. At the Grand Canyon. At the Grand Canyon. And the only thing that he left was a bag with my clothes in it. There's a suitcase, or suitcase, sorry about it, with my clothes in it. Ooh, that's fucked up. Dude, and what was crazy about it at the time was when I finally made it to the, when I finally was there, I had to walk down the road for like a good couple of days. And I had no food or water. And despite, thank goodness, I still had part, like, still kind of, because I always had, like, stashed little baggies of, like, weed, you know, just to keep me going for, like, if I ever could not fucking, like, if I ended up in a town where I never couldn't find anything, you know, or if I just, like, just to have on me. So I had to literally find my way, ask around, starving, you know what I mean? And I had to only go on a straight road from the Grand Canyon down off the highway and it was fucked dude like i went through three straight days having to sleep on the side of the road and the one car that stopped uh that did stop wasn't there was a there was two cars there was one that i freaking with and they just drove by knowing that i was fucking walking down the fucking highway 
and straight fucking didn't care. Like, almost left me off for dead. Three straight days. The fourth day, I almost went crazy, bro. I was like, my fucking was eating itself up. I was skinny as fuck, dude. Like, at least 140 to, like... I was at least a hundred, oh, like getting to one hundred twenty pounds. Dude. That hurts just hearing. Yeah, dude. So I was like going crazy at the time, and I remember just thinking, like, "Fuck, I'm gonna die out here, bro." And fuck. And there was this car that finally pulled up, and it was a straight up a hippie van. I started and I and came up. This guy pulled up with a crazy ass, like a wook, basically. You know what I mean? But I, in all honesty, I didn't know what that what who. What that word was, because we didn't, we just got, I just called him a hippie, you know? Yeah, I mean? the wook yeah, is a new term. Yeah. So I was like, I went, I went with him, and thank goodness they had a bunch of water, a bunch of weed, and a bunch of fucking food. And I was so fucking happy, dude, just to even get oh back on God. that fucking car. So they took me down, and I finally, we went through a few towns, kind of fast forward, and that's how I made it to Venice, going through Nevada. Got to go down to Las Vegas for a little bit. Nothing really happened there. It was just more me getting spinging and whatnot. Did smoke a smith with a few guys. And I fucking made it to Venice. Now, Venice was where I really fucking got deep as fuck with that shit. And I told you in that story what happened to me about getting Greenland out of that town and fucking <laughs> all that shit. I don't know if we... will repeat it just for... Just for... Oh, okay. For, well, for fuck's sake, basically, I, I got dropped off right in the middle of... Uh, L.A. where the uh, where that convention center is like that big yeah. ass fucking yeah, yeah yeah so I made it there and I had only my suitcase on me and I had took a picture which is on one of my old profiles uh, of and I remember seeing L.A. and I was like damn dude this fucking place is dope like I've never been in the city like a really big like I have been in Jacksonville but it's not like L.A. LA it's, 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 it's a whole entity. entity dude it's yeah. so fucking crazy oh, how yeah, big that place is so spread out yeah, and it, I remember going from there, and I just walked, and I remember just walking for a good minute down the road because I didn't know exactly where to go, so I was like trying to figure out what the fuck I was going to do. Had a skateboard at the time, but when I finally made it to the beach because I always remember, hey, always go to the beach because I've always been around the beaches for easy some reason. Easy to pass out of the beach. Oh, yeah, it's easy. So I just went down there. I met a few people down there, and then I finally met the homeless transients and, that were living beach bumming. And, oh, yeah, uh, this Beach is full of that. Yeah, dude, so I... Dude, I smoked so much meth down there, dude. It was fucking crazy. And it was actually fed to me. Surprisingly, like, I never... I've never had to really pay for anything. I don't know anybody who really had, like, a, when it came to, like, the hard drugs. I always seemed to have it given, fed, or I just copped it off or mooched off somebody. Despite whether or not I owed the guy, I was... They still... What if for some reason they didn't ask for money for it? It was weird. I just don't know why that I was attracted. You'd be surprised me. how generous people are. Yeah, but like when you come to that stuff, like you you hear most people buying that shit, dude. I just it was just plenty of drugs, dude. I don't know what the fuck was going on. I in don't my know life. if it's a California thing, but yeah, I've dude a lot of my relapses is free drugs, free drugs. Dude, it's fucking weird, dude. So I uh, really was tripping down there. I remember this 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 couple group, this group, and this guy. That I knew, because uh, I was beatboxing down there. I was making like a hundred bucks to like five hundred bucks every single time I would go down to Venice Beach beatboxing. Whoa. So and there's this one guy. His name was Oscar. Uh, you can censor his name out later if he's fucking. I don't know if he's even still alive. It's or first not. name basis. Yeah, first name basis. So it's not like you know him. But basically, this guy was in some deeper shit than what I thought, and I had to basically. Uh, Okay, we came upon some. I came upon a wallet that I knew of this crazy woman that was down there, as a 
that I, I passed by and this crazy woman would like whisper like fucking like I swear she was like some type of demon whisper or something because some crazy shit would happen when she whisper or get close to anybody some bad fucking crazy shit would happen to that person oh she put an omen on them yeah dude like some sh- crazy shit Ooh, she'd creepy. always wear a trench coat bro all the time whether or not it was hot and whether or not it was and she would whisper whispering some crazy shit and always have sunglasses whether it was at the day or the night like some straight shit you'd fucking see out of like like slender or some shit like oh. that, dude. Some like fucking just creepy ass lady. Creepy. Yeah. So I was fucking there, and I had found the wallet with her name and the ID that was on it, and I remember looking at the name of it, and I was like, "Oh shit, dude! Like this is the I fucking know this person. This fucking mm-hmm. had a wallet." And I had a conscious at a time, you know. What I mean, because I. I'm always that guy that I know that if I do good things for people, good things come back. So, of course. So, like, I was always that guy that if I found your shit, I never really smoked it or anything. I just knew that i give it back and more would come back to me later on. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's pretty much, I think I just brought up some good juju from that shit, whether or not... What well, I she could have put an omen on you. Well, what was crazy about it was I wasn't around her. What happened was, was that I said I wanted to re- turn in this wallet because I'm like, dude, like, basically found out that she was actually a pianist. A really famous one. She had this no passport way. that had stamped like Saudi Arabia, Australia, like all these fucking crazy different places, and then a picture of her family, and then a fucking bought uh, a like a little like a like a coin purse full of like psych meds, dude. Oh. And, and so I was like, shoot. And I knew the person that was there because I'm like, I know whose fucking wallet this is. It's fucking crazy. It's probably the fucking lady, and. So, and just to give, I was also going through, like, mess psychosis at the time, so I, I, I easily could have thought it was, like, it could have been not her at the same time, you know? So, like, it could have been just me fucking crazily thinking that this was this lady because I was thinking yeah, about her. Yeah, psychosis is yeah, real. Yeah, dude, it's fucking, it was fucking crazy. Well, I was thinking so much at the time, it was fucking nuts. So, I was there, and, uh... She said, we found we found the ATM card uh, written with a pin on it, and uh, later on, founding out that it had $42,000 with her pin that we could oh easily... Oh my and that's god. And that was just in the checking. There was a fucking, like, at least 500000 that, that they said, dude, I know, dude, like, over half, like, half a million thousand just to savings by itself. What the fuck? Dude, it was crazy. Well, the thing is, you could just go to the ATM and show you everything in the balance because I had the pin. So I didn't have to do anything but just put it into the ATM, put down the pin. I didn't even have to go inside the building to find anything out about what was on that account. Oh, my God. So the reason I ended up finding out later was because I'm like, dude, like, she must be rich as fuck. And the guy that I was with was like, because he was fucking giving cocoa bubbles, which is just laced fucking weed. Yeah. Weed with coke. Yeah, weed with coke and all. He was fucking selling that shit. I was smoking that shit with him on top of already smoking meth. And he was already giving me so much dope, dude. I swear, dog, like... The amount of fucking huge fucking inside that fucking dope pipe, dude. I was like, fuck, dude. How you didn't have a heart attack? Dude, that's what I'm saying. I smoked fuck. And it was like the most I've ever had. And then after that, I could never really find it. For some reason, after that, I could not find any more. So it was just that one time of just a lot of a lot of it. And then after that, I fucking, uh, this is just later on. I ended up getting scooped up in Santa Barbara by these guys. That were actually basically growing weed for God, which is weird. Cantheists. Dude, like straight that's up. A, dude. That's a, cantheism is a religion. That's like a weed Christian. Christian. Yeah, era. it was weird. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What about the money? Wait, yeah, wait. so that's what that's what I'm going to get to. But like basically the money and what happened was I took that and I said, dude, if I give this to this guy, because the guy basically 
uh, wanted to take all that money and fucking pay off whoever it is because he was talking he about owed some money. He owed money to people. And just to let you guys know, this is kind of a recap to what I've already talked about in the past episode. This is kind of just leads more. I'm talking about this more in depth. So basically, if I had taken, I knew two things. One, if I take the money for myself, I'm gonna have really bad something really bad happen to me later on. Mm-hmm. This is just how I'm thinking because I think man, karma. Like, yeah, because karma is real shit for me, dude. And it's like weird. It's real, it's real shit for everybody. It's real, real, real believe shit. Believe it or not. Yeah. And I knew that if I did that, I was like, fuck. So I better just turn it. So what I did was I find I couldn't do it myself. So I was like sitting with the thing because I knew that if I just abandoned this guy and this guy didn't know anywhere where I went with the wallet because I knew that the, I I feel bad knowing that if he took it and I allowed him to, I'm basically just as guilty of just being around it and that juju's on me you know so i i said you know i'm just gonna take this walk because i i felt like it was the right thing to do consciously and just so i wouldn't have some bad shit happen to me later and i took it so i fucking left and i bet i didn't think i was gonna see the guy again but i ran into him later on and i basically couldn't turn in the wall by myself so these guys came out of nowhere and I said hey dude what's going on and i was like tripping i was like dude like I, i'm fucking i don't know what to fucking do man and I was tripping the fuck out because I knew that if I ran into, I didn't, I was stuck with this wallet and I felt like I couldn't even turn it in myself because if I worked in, walked in with the wallet by myself and looking the way that I did, it just looked all bad. Yeah. You know, and it looked like that I stole it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? With the way I did. Anybody could have said, oh, he fucking stole that wallet yeah. and probably would have called the cops because just knowing how LA County is, that's some fucking switch side shit. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So I didn't want to fucking do it, you know? So I was like, fuck dude, like. And these guys came up to me and said, what's going on? Like, you're just like, dude, I got this wallet. It's not mine, but I swear I didn't steal it. So I started fucking going crazy. And I was talking about some crazy ass shit. And I swear it was because of the mess I coast. Of course. It was fucking crazy. Of course. So I was like, I was, uh, went down over to the bank and, uh, with these two guys, cause I asked them to help me turn in this wallet and that if they would, t- or if they would turn it into it, he said, well, we're not going to turn it in ourselves, but we'll be around you to say that you didn't steal it and that you're just trying to turn it in. So it looks all right. And these guys were cool as fuck, dude. I'm not. I'm so glad. That was like really a moment where I was like, if they didn't come, I don't know what I would have done, you know? Fuck. So I would have been stuck or some shit like that. And I had this cat, too, because I was trying to act like Shaggy for a little bit. <laughs> and at the time, speaking of which, I had this cat that was like a kitten and it got abandoned. And, and somebody said, oh, we found it on the train Aww. tracks, but we don't want to do anything. With it. And I said, I'll keep it. So I was trying to feed this cat while a mess psychosis fucking flipping, taking a few bucks to fucking buy cans of tuna from the fucking convenience store. Jesus <laughs> While Christ, buying you're shit. sitting on a wallet that's got <laughs> half a million in it. Yeah, exactly. So it was fucking, oh. it was fucking crazy having that much money on Fuck. me. And so I finally turned it in and I got out and I just went back to what I was doing, but I ran into the guy again. And the guy was uh, basically said, what the fuck is my money, bro? And he fucking came up with a bunch of other people, but these guys look strapped. I'm like, who the fuck are these guys? Like, a bunch of Mexicans and shit. And he said, hey, let me tell you something. And I knew that he was caught up and more... The only reason I said that he was in the gang is because, dude, there were so many people on roofs with guns, like, up on the Venice... Like, you know, on the Boardwalk Boulevard, like, even up on, like, the Gold's Gym. Like, oh. they had, like, fucking guns on them pointed at me, dude. And fuck. they said, look, you're if you don't fucking... And he basically said, that's the guy, man. He owes money. And the guy said, it's like, hey, you strip right now. You better. And basically tried to make me prostitute myself to make the money if I didn't come up with it at least at least a good amount. Or or either that, oh. I, I either had to come up with that or basically they were going to kill me and shoot me on spot. And oh. 
fuck. So basically, they stripped me down naked. They only gave me a cloth, and they made me walk down the road. And I was talking to a few of the guys down there, and I said, "Hey, dude, I need fucking, I need some help, bro." Like uh, uh, the guys that I knew that were down there. One of them was called Oasis. The other one was Spider Monkey. The other one was yeah, the handles. Yeah, just the handles that they got. You know what I mean? But it's like, oh no, man, I don't. You fuck with the wrong dude. You fuck with Oscar, dog. Like everybody knows he's fucking deep in it, man. You know, I got, I don't know you. You know what I mean? So I was like, fuck, oh dude. Oh my god. Yeah. So I didn't know that he was <laughs> in it like that. I just knew that the dude fucking had. Like I should have known better, but I was going, I was crazy. You know, you, what I mean? and you're on mess psychosis, and it's your first time in California. Yeah, Venice, it was Beach, crazy. LA, and Los Angeles, none less. Out of all the places to like go, so I walked. Oh. So they, while I went there, these guys were watching me as to go to, to make to either I was going to make the money or not because they were all over the boulevard. Like, I couldn't just walk down the you boulevard. You had eyes on me. Yeah, I had eyes on me no matter what. So, I remember just walking off. I remember just saying a prayer and saying, dude, like, if I go out like this for doing the right thing, dude, like, so be it, dude. I, I literally came to that point where I was accepting death. Because I wasn't good. Because in all oh. honesty, because there was nobody on the boat. Where the fuck? It's the middle of the fucking night. It was close. To it's abandoned day. at night. It's abandoned at night. Where the fuck am I gonna get the money at? You know what I mean? So it's like I didn't know anything about Venice. You know, I didn't know it. Venice is fucking scary at night. And then I didn't. And then even if I was to prostitute myself, like let's say I was really that. Well, you're not you're gonna. gonna make, I'm not gonna fucking do that shit. One second, and you're not gonna make enough money anyway. And I was, and I didn't know where to even fucking go to do that shit. Yeah, so how you? Uh, no like, experience on self prostitution. <laughs> you, that sounds so. Funny. <laughs> 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 so I just, uh, I, I laugh because it's like there was no. I already knew I was gonna die. Let's Dude, I know this story is giving me anxiety. So, it's making the hairs on my arms stand up so and shit. So I fucking prayed and I said, you know what, whatever. If I go out like this, I go like this. So I was going to say, well, there's no, I can't fucking stay here. I'm just going to walk off the boardwalk even if I get shot, you know? Because I literally was going to walk into dead. Like if I got shot, cool. I'd rather have it like that than fucking. I was already fucked anyways. None of my family was around. I had, I had nothing to lose, bro. I was like, cool. It was about time, you know? Oh my God. Like, dude. so I walked off the boulevard and I swear after I prayed that dude, whatever, whatever it is I said at the time, I didn't get shot and I was tripping like to the point where I'm like, there is no way I did not just not get shot right now. So I walked off and basically they were all tripping, bro. Like something miraculous had happened. I don't know what the fuck had happened, but basically they were trying to find us like, where the fuck did he go? Everybody was like in a, in a, and a row about it trying to find me so Jesus came down and cloaked shielded you dude some shit happened gun dude. figures Jesus like straight up and I didn't know how the fuck I didn't I didn't get a say so I walked back on the boardwalk tripping out I was like what the fuck happened like I fucking peeking around the corner and shit and walking cause I was like like you're like is this really happening like is this really happening I was so shocked you know what I mean I'm like I'm ready to walk into death where the fuck is the fucking Light, you know what I mean? Where the fuck is the light, you know? <laughs> like, hopefully that I'm, like, bleeding out on the floor and fucking some shit like that or something. Like, hoping that, finally, I'm gonna die, you know? And I was so, I'm, like, dead-ass serious. I was so ready, dude. And, uh, oh, so God. I walked back on, and these guys were literally, something had happened, and they didn't know where the fuck I was, so they fucking got off the ruse. These guys, and the guys that, he, Oscar had came up with a few other guys, they had knives on them, and fucking, they were gonna jump me, dude, and fucking, like, stab. They were coming after you. They are coming after me. So I got surrounded, and somehow, because I had the skateboard at the time that was on me, uh, 
I had ducked and slipped and some shit happened after like they all like jumped on me. I was they lunged at you. Dude, they lunged at me, all of them, and I fucking was able to slip out and I fucking took my uh my my board, I put it out on the floor and I fucking skidaddled, dude. Like straight up like something. You did a skater die NES fucking yeah. move. Yeah. <laughs> like like over a fucking wall and shit, dude, and landed on the board and shit and everything and fucking just fish board out my fished out my way out the fucking boardwalk. So I fucking walked with these guys and they I met up with Spider Monkey and Oasis and we hitchhiked up the coast of Santa Barbara. Now that was the longest like on foot that I've done in a minute, dude. Like this was like so fucking crazy. And I remember going up there, I was passing through Summerland and uh, some crazy shit had happened there and uh, but it caused me I saw some shit and it, something popped in my neck and it, and it took me back to a memory or some flashback, shit yeah. a flashback major and it fucking scared me so bad that I didn't want to leave uh, Santa Barbara so I stayed around there saying that I meant to be here like something crazy shit had happened and that's when I met those dudes that came by Cantheists Cantheists and I was tripping on them dude because I was like something about them just told me and it's like dude you and I and I something them, felt right something felt right about it and I said you know what? I'm just gonna go with these guys but everything was trying to get me out because and I didn't talk about this in the last one but basically there was a fucking bunch of fucking like possessed women dude like fucking and shadow people all over that all over Santa Barbara dude and there dude, were dude I all, have to go move there you're scaring me yeah it's dude and they fucking oh, no went to come after me dog and uh Ugh. And this one chick had this fucking eye on her. She was fucking following me this whole time. And I swear they were fucking after me. And this guy was making me trip out. Because he's like, dude, there's some fucking crazy ass shit on her, bro. Like, what the... F they're after you and shit. And he's fucking scaring me. So I said, yeah, let me just go with you. So that's how I ended up in the five cities of California. And I basically hitchhiked across the United States. A little bit less than a year. Because including the hitched rides that I got. And uh, But I got there. And that's pretty much like... And then you decided to get clean here? Yeah, pretty much. And that's how I'm out here. But no family whatsoever out here. I just built it out. I built it out all here in California for myself. And you've been here for three years? Four years, because I was still fucking using out here for a little bit. Oh, dude. That but it wasn't deep enough for me to be like set my roots in here for me to call it my stomping grounds. Oh, that gave me chills, dude. Yeah. So I got here and I got three and a half years now clean off of... Went from weed to fucking H in Venice, because I was smoking heroin in Venice, mm -hmm. and uh, meth, and just fucking going at it for a good minute, and uh... Oh, God. Yeah, it's not really all that eventful. It was pretty fucking Wait, That's one of the gnarliest back. stories I've ever heard. Yeah, that's like, uh, and so when I went across, and this is all on foot, like, I can't, I, probably I'm, because I'm forgetting, like, most of the, like, those times that we went to specific towns and we're stuck there for, like, a good minute just bumming it, and Oasis and Spider Monkey, which was these two guys, I remember that we were in Ventura at the time, and the reason that we got stuck down there is because we were trying to find a ride way up because we couldn't get any more, uh, hitched rides to get us past, uh, uh, I forgot which town it was. No, we we're trying to get to Santa Barbara because Santa Barbara's yeah, 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 yeah. So, trying to get to Santa Barbara and we couldn't get a hitched ride down there. So we were stuck bumming with these two other with these two other homies, and we were stuck on the beach in Ventura after this huge concert that happened on the there on the yeah. uh, on the circus because there's yep. a bunch of concerts. That, yeah, that venue. Yeah, so I saw Slayer there. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was like a huge ass concert there. It was, oh yeah, and I got to be able to see it, it was pretty dope, but. I forgot who was playing, but there was. But basically, 
I was smoking meth with these guys down in Ventura, and I remember this one fucking crazy ass time where I really fucking was going crazy, because the guy would always carry a knife on him, like a fucking straight like Rambo fucking like, like or a military dagger, like, like yeah, exactly, like you would fucking see that shit, and he fucking play with twist and flip with that shit. I remember one time where we were fucking arguing about, hey, you better pass the fucking pipe and stop smoking all the shit, you know, because we were fucking arguing amongst each other at the time. And you know how fucking sick that shit. Yeah, gets. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're fucking there smoking this shit. And this guy, I remember, I was so fucking high, dude. And this guy was playing with the fucking dagger. And I could have sworn this dude was, I was thinking this guy's going to fucking kill me, dude. And I, and I remember this one time, I'm so glad I didn't get stabbed. But I lunged at the fucking dagger and I threw it across. And we fucking got into a fight and shit. And then after we, we knocked, we, he knocked me out. I woke up. And, uh, basically this guy said, nah, dude, I was just so fucking high after we fucking kind of came down and shit and we're starting to get dope sick. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry, man. We were just fucking trying to do it. Like, are you scared the fuck out of me when you lunch for the dagger? And it's like, oh, it's like, fuck. And it, it was kind of on like weird terms. So I tried, I was trying to actually separate from them after we got to Santa Barbara. Yeah. And some crazy shit happened with that. Cause the guy, I totally thought the guy was going to try to stab me and shit, you know? Jesus. So we're stuck in Santa Barbara for a little bit. On the hippie hill that was basically just down on State Street, that mm -hmm. that that place, that greenery that's right there. But we yeah. we all called it hippie hill because all the fucking transients would go there and be yeah. there every summer, and when people were coming from down south, because everybody would go. Because the way how hitchhikers go, if you guys don't know, they migrate. Like birds they migrate the, bro. They migrate it's fucking where weird. It's warm. Yeah, and what's yeah. weird about it is that. They'll migrate and it goes around in a circle. They'll go if they're in, like it depends on what season it is. It does depend on what season it is, and it's just they're like birds, man. That's weird. Yeah, they migrate like birds. No, they, they migrate, migrate up like birds for the winter. Right? Yeah. So they fucking go up, and you'll see a point in time in California, especially in the big cities uh, or like well-known cities, where they'll just go, and you'll see them traveling up, and you'll see like troves of them, dude. At a time, and they'll beach bump for like weeks until they fucking get lit out, or they fucking find a ride, or they ride here or some shit, and they'll go hit, up. Hot, hip, hot, hot, like hitch a train or whatever. Yeah, and I remember uh, the first time. Oh shit, I do remember. There's a time where I trained hop, and that shit was dope. Uh, but the way that I did it with the guy, thank goodness that the guy was teaching me correctly because if I didn't like actually hop on, take his arm, and did it the way that was that was good in the train yard because the thing is they get searched and they go so fast that if you fucking are not careful you, you can die oh dude I've seen fucking straight fucking uh uh there's a guy named uh Trance I think his name was I don't even know it started with a T but he the guy fucking was under fucking the train by the time that we got and I remember that shit and he fucking broke his leg and got it caught under and oh. fucking was sick dude. oh it was fucking a, some scary ass shit dude like straight up his leg was fucking halfway like you see it fuck that he was like yeah it's fucking his leg was fuck fucked that. up so we had to fucking leave him dude and oh. because he was fucking like we tried to help him out but it was it wasn't slowing down enough and the freaking train was already going and the guy was screaming scared the screeching and screaming pain fuck. from him as we were going down the road it was kind of traumatizing in all honesty yeah we had to leave him for dead basically with his that with his oh leg oh my god and uh i don't remember what his name was i only knew him for like maybe like a few days when i was traveling with him and it was nuts dude i remember going on that train yard and going up fucking states and it was fucking crazy but the first time I trained hop was, I think it was from, I think, Nevada to, uh, hmm. Oh my God, dude. You're making me, oh God, dude, this is fucked. 
Well, yeah, it was a train yard in Nevada, and we didn't really go that far because of the the because they were only going to basically across one state from another. So when I finally got the when I finally got there, it was kind of just crazy. I mean, the guy had a skank, so he had to teach me how to. He was literally teaching me how to like. He had a to skank. Go. Well, skank is basically you have this thing around your neck, you cover your nose, and it helps you get covered from uh, any type of. Particles in the air. Yeah, particles in the air because some sometimes it's like a respirator. Yeah, exactly. And if you have to wet it sometimes because sometimes it can get so thick in those tunnels. But that's only if like the train itself is really spewing out fumes because and it's going for a long miles. I never got to go in a tunnel, thank goodness. But the guy and the things who would teach me like if I wanted to go and train hop anywhere else, I probably could. And I thought about it a few times in my first like two like one two years of like being here. Uh, there was times where I felt like dipping out. Yeah. Because I totally could have, you know what I mean? Totally, and just said, what, fuck what, it. Was, what? My original Maybe. destination was Washington uh, State, because I used to live there in Tacoma back in the day. So that's where I originally wanted to go. And uh, Spider Monkey was trying to go up there, too. And uh, he was he was kind of in the whole rave scene, so he was all about trying to fucking go down to Seattle and fucking trying to hook me up with some shit. But the guy straight pissed on my tent in Santa Barbara. He pissed and, on your tent. Yeah, he fucking pissed inside my tent. He was high as fuck. Inside. Oh. Yeah, it was gross as fuck. And it was the tent I fucking was given and shit. And the thing is, everybody, there's a rule amongst us transients. And, like, we think that there isn't an order. There's an etiquette. There's an etiquette. You know what I mean? Of like, I'm sure one of the rules is don't piss inside someone's tent. Well, I mean, when it comes to what's yours and what isn't. You know what I mean? And oh, how yeah, you and come you up on and shit. The, and know? thievery is... is oh, totally, you straight will fucking get your hands you, cut off, dude. Yeah, yeah. And like, in jail or on the outs, on the streets, you don't fucking steal. You just don't eat steal. You earn, you earn your shit. Yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, it's just how it goes. But yeah, there's not really much about the story other than that. Me. Not much about the story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me, is not it, it. To me, is not as hard of a story as what most. Dude, most people out here, all the normies listening, are gonna be like, "What the fuck." And I'm sure a lot of the druggies out there are still going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? And I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, it, to me, it's not even like... That's your life, dude. Yeah, you dude. It. Like, that's, that, that's the thing about being an addict, bro. It's like, you don't give a fuck what comes to you, what happens. And a lot of the stories I'm kind of telling you, you got I was, one, starving, crazy... Smoking a hell of a lot of weed, so I have a lot of short-term memory. I definitely can't remember what I had for breakfast, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for, me too. And just the amount of meth and fucking H I was on, I can't... A lot of the stories are kind of like... They're ti- I didn't even they, blow, know, they blend together. Dude, it's so fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, it's Cause, Because by the time that, like, if I can... Re- like, I could, I really can't tell you how long I was out there. Because it was just months were blended into weeks. Fucking a year. Like, it was fucking nuts, dude. Like, I couldn't even, like... I can't even really think about it because it's like there's some stories as like later on because my brain's still healing that I'm like thinking like fuck dude like I remember when that happened I should have fucking said that shit you know what I mean or like 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 the amount of people I probably was on rides on that I didn't that I don't remember until now or oh dude or that time that freaking uh I was tripping on acid like hella hard, dude. Like I was fucking peeking like a motherfucker off. Like after seventy two hours of tripping, dude. Ugh. And I remember peeking like at like hour like what was it like forty eight? Like yeah, like almost like four. Fuck that. Like at hour forty eight, I remember I was with this guy and I had the cat on my back and I remember <laughs> there was this one place that uh, basically said uh, 
was kind of like a homeless. And this is why my conspiracy kind of part comes out because the place that we kind of got like we were trying to get services for EBT because I was learning about EBT and shit mm-hmm. and how to fucking get it in California. Yeah. And I had lost my IDs because my all my IDs got stolen and shit Ugh. from Oscar because all because he, he stole all so, shit. Oh yeah, he basically stole my shit, including my mili- until a lot of shit out of the wallet that I had. I don't even sure if he still has it or not, but or if my identity even got stolen because I didn't even have my so my because my social was in it too. Ooh. So. There was a lot of shit that I had lost that was super important documentation about myself. Because I it was all given to me because my parents just said, go, you're fucking... Here's your get, shit, get on out. Yeah, get on out. So I was fucking crazy because this guy that I was tripping on 48 hours, dude, and we went to go get our service for EBT, the sign, the place, the place that we had to go get that is totally, like, you wouldn't think, it doesn't even look low-key at all, it's totally out in the open, but everybody was getting their, all this free stuff, but the, what, guess what the thicket, the, the thing had said on the banner when you go up to talk to them and register and everything. What? I spy. Whoa. Yeah, I know, weird. dude. Why it's would it say dude, that? that's what I'm fucking saying, dude. <laughs> I tripped the fuck out, dude. I spy. Dude. <laughs> like like peeing like, on acid for 72 hours and you see that, you're just thinking some fucking weird shit. Dude, I couldn't help it. You're like, who's spying on me? I see him over there. <laughs> I see him in the bushes. He's spying on me. Hey, dude, so I tripped the fuck out because I started freaking out um, at the register, at the, they're registering yeah. my stuff. So I had left and I fucking got lost like for a good like three days after the trip because I totally had lost my way until I finally found my way back to the beach again. And this guy that I had met on there was the guy named was Ant, but this guy was fucking crazy. I was tripping with the dude and I was told him like, what the fuck happened to you? Like, I lost you because I was tripping with the guy. And the guy we ran into there had, because uh, I, I started getting into, like, energy clearing because I met a few hippies oh, on top yeah, of. Energy, yeah. Dude, so I think that shit kind of saved me, in all honesty, because uh, when that happened, like, good shit started happening out of nowhere, bro. So, like, my experience with it was kind of crazy because. Positive mental perception. Dude, I started, man- that's when I really first started learning, like, manifestation and shit and, uh. When I started learning and actually you believing the in it, before the secret it was even out, dude, it was fucking nuts, dude. Like nobody really knows about that shit until like people didn't really start talking about that and like new age society until, until recently. Like, until recently, it's like I started really learning about that shit and like deep into it, like how to clear your energy. And even fucking... then, even now, it people don't fucking utilize it, dude. As people well don't as they even could. realize how much more. Uh, Dude, it's just nuts. I mean, just knowing how to understand how to use uh, stones, objects, actual elements and materials of the earth can actually... There's some that can fucking straight up ward off sh- bad shit from you. And just regular everyday say, but everybody's so numb and eating fucking shit that's full fucking processed that they fucking don't even realize They're calcifying it. their pineal Dude, they have no awareness, dog. Like, that's why I'm... Like, even still today, I'm a really fit guy. Like, now, if you always see me before, it's a fucking trip, and I work out hella hard, but I only drink water, and I barely eat. I fast, and I fucking... For a long... You hours do that of intermittent fasting. Well, it's... It, it actually is really... I've been doing that. I mean, I went days without eating. Like, so your body's already... A- My body was way adapted to that, bro. So, like, I was... I, I could go days, even with the pain... Hunger pains, and still work out... And eat so little. And it was an easy transition. So when I did eat. But let me tell you something. When you are in that state of being. uh, You're killing off your dead cells. So like. 
you're not necessarily by regenerating losing, new ones. By regenerating new ones. So that's why yeah. when people shrink, you're not necessarily losing anything but all the bad stuff. So when you go back to eat again or when you're doing all that, you have a different awareness. If you eat good stuff and you're starting at that state, uh, you're going to you're gonna be aware of a lot more shit. Your senses are heightened. Uh, you start fucking seeing shit that you never thought you could see before. And you might think you're crazy, but you're really not. You're just fucking being aware. Like, I see shadow people on a daily even still well, today. that's probably the meth psychosis. That's also probably is like, dude. Just, I saw some crazy shit in my meth psychosis. Like, fuck, dude. Dude, the shadow people are fucking like I had, but there was really one crazy experience, especially around this area, because I told you about the whole. Oh yeah. Yeah, but anyways, that could also be. But at the same time, I wasn't even smoking anything. You know what I mean? That could totally just be permanent. But yeah. even then, there's some weird things that are unexplainable. Unexplainable, dude, because it's like there's been times where I can't help but think that like people don't really know or people don't really see what's really Oh we're we Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But because I eat healthy and now it's just like I'm aware of all that manifesting shit ever since even years before anybody knew anything about this shit. So and I've been doing that and surprisingly I feel that's why I'm where I'm at today. I mean with three years by myself You're I'm You're doing really, fucking great, dude. Yeah, nobody was suspected for me. Like I talk to I talk to like regular people because I, I make coffee, I'm a barista and I'm about to get promoted at my work. I, I rent my own room and I do a lot for the community and I have a lot of connections here, networking. Like, I'm really good at that shit. Yeah, you are. And I'm making beats, paying for it, and I, I'm manifesting money like fucking crazy. Like, it's fucking It's weird, so crazy dude. how you turned your life around from that to where you are now. Oh, dude, it's a totally fucking different, like, nobody would ever have suspected it. I remember I got one time I got interviewed and I really hope that one day I come across it because... They were basically interviewing people in Venice who were, like, on drugs and shit, and uh, they wanted to have, like, it was, like, a, for a documentary and shit, and I got met in Venice one time, and they basically looked at me, and I remember I was just hating, full of hate shit, dude, like, fucking drunk, high, bitter. off my ass, bitter, uh, and fucking just talking about the, answering these questions on the documentary, like, what is it like to be on drugs? What is it? Why is it? And dude, like, like, why do you do it? Dumbass question is that? Yeah, I know. Just really stupid questions. I remember like answering them honestly, but like at the same time, it's like being hateful about my questions. So I was like, I, I spitting fire, dude, straight the hot fuck fire, up, dude. Like if and what's crazy about it is that I hope that I can if anybody ends up if I finding that documentary and to see myself, I basically would have footage of me like technically when I was fucking really in my active addiction because I don't know bottom pretty much yeah I had to sign a waiver but I just signed that shit not really thinking like like I don't even remember where or what the fuck it was about I just remember you signed this and this and I'm like okay very little like fucking so there probably is a documentary on like some probably on heroin or like whatever or whatever it was about that they were documenting but that's out there and they're putting it and floating it's probably around. floating around somewhere and it has me on it because they did a long interview on me. And, uh... There's, and there's just, things floating around on the internet of me that I dread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I definitely relate to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and with that... With that I, being said... I don't want to... I feel uncomfortable and... Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to wrap that up, already, buddy. Already there with that shit, dude. But yeah, that's uh, basically my whole hitchhiker, transient, fucking homeless bumming. Dude, I... Fucking... After listening to that story, I feel like I just hitchhiked across the fucking nation. That was... It was painful. But I mean, it was fucking intense. Like, like it was... Ex 
it was exhausting. Like, ugh. I, ugh. I don't know if I could do that. Dude, in all honesty, I don't even know how, like, those situations, like, already in the Grand Canyon being stuck out there for that long. Yeah, fuck that, dude. I'm getting hungry just fucking, yeah. ugh. So fucked, dude. All right, you guys. I'm tired. I gotta go to fucking rehab in a 12 hours, about. Less than 12 hours. Um, I don't know, you guys. I, I'm getting a lot of, you know, this is what I, this is one other thing I want to say. Uh, I love you guys. All the feedback I've, we, the squad, have been getting is fucking amazing. Uh, anyone who's reached out and shot a message towards us, uh, uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much. I'm really, I'm really taken back and just like, um, speechless on how, like, this He's very narcissistic, but he does have a heart. You made him cry. Oh. He kind of shed a tear, a few tears. Not really. Kind of. I don't know. He has a... Do you... He has a rock hard heart. You guys, you really had to just blow up my fucking crying, didn't you? I've cried a couple <laughs> times in my life, yes. But... It, no, like... He's a fucking crybaby, dude. Dude! <laughs> you had to tell them that? I'm gonna have to censor that out now. Ugh. No. That's <laughs> <laughs> stupid, dude. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot, dude. Um, no, you guys, th I'm really impressed and taken back by this podcast. I, I didn't, we, when we started this, we were like, me and Ryan were like, let's do a drug podcast. And I was like, yeah, we're going to call it fucking Nog Squad. And then uh, just like after the name, we were like, just started hitting record and whatever came out, came the fuck out. And somehow it's turned into this and it's something people enjoy. And, you know. I'm glad you guys enjoy it, and your feedback is the fuel that keeps us doing this thing. And don't think it's like a dictatorship here. We're all on the same fucking level. I'm I'm not even the fucking host. I'm just a fucking guy, and I have my friends on, and we tell our crazy fucking stories. And that's basically what the fuck this is. Like Take I don't take a glimpse into the lives of addicts. Yeah, I think our stories are more exciting than even the celebrities. In all honesty, there's nothing like, like this out. And that I know of right now. What are you talking about? There's... Well, I mean, there is, but like... There's that, dopey. There's, there's dopey. The church and other drugs. Well, I'm talking about There's how, thoughts how... of a relapsing well, drug yeah, addict. I'm not saying that there isn't. And I'm there's saying... us, obviously, not squad. But I'd say, uh... And actually, there, you know, there's a lot of addiction and recovery podcasts. But there's not a lot of war drug story. war stories. That's what, it, that's, what I, that's what I'm talking about. I know that there's dopey. I know Shout that... out dopey. Shout out Dopey. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. And, uh, and there's a few other Republic podcasts, but it's not like this. Like, really recognize it, man. Well, I mean, you, you guys in the audience know. You guys know. You guys know. I, I try to stay unique. I don't know. Like, I, I had an email, and I'm going to do... A, there's a whole episode where I take an hour to read this email. But, um, you know, they were like, fuck, it's not triggering. I mean, they're like, dude, they're like, we want the war stories. And I'm not trying to, like, preach recovery. I'm just trying to kindly suggest that it might be right for you. And if it's not, I don't, I'm not judging you. Like, if you're still out there using drugs, hey, power to you. Do, do what you feel is right for you. I'm not telling anyone how to live their life. But this is, I mean, recovery is just something I need for my life and, and where I'm at right now. So, it's you know, definitely... I mean... With the things, with the relationships, I and the things and the the beautiful things that I lost the last time I went out, 
it, it was a wake up call to where I, I realized that I need to get my shit together. And, um, you know, uh, I, and that's just all I can say, dude. Like, I don't know what the fuck, I'm not having any fucking plan of where this is going in the future other than where we're taking it right now. And I just appreciate all you guys out there and I love you guys. Um, and Marcus loves you, of course. Not uh, really. How dare you? Not really. Let's be honest. I'm you, just fucking with y'all. How? Yeah. <laughs> Marcus, every time you laugh, we spike in the red. My compressor is going to be on fire by the time I fucking mix and master this. It's all right. As long as I burst your guys' eardrums. Well, you burst in my bubble just now. So that did sound inappropriate. I'm just being an ass. All right, you guys. Um... We're trying to keep these around an hour, hour and a half, I guess. I don't know. Like I'm too delirious. I'm fucking so delirious. I know, right now. dude. Like that's like where I'm at with this shit. <laughs> but you guys, I just wanted to say thank you for all the feedback and support. Uh and please send us more because it, it motivates us to keep doing this. That's all that's all I got to say. So with that, I'm going to rehab now. Or, you know, preparing. So You'll you'll still get an episode every Friday around eight a.m. Uh, even though I'll be away on blackout thirty days, I won't be able to make calls. I won't be able to have internet. And I, I will... your social media manager, Marcus, our social media manager, uh, social media marketing manager, S M M M. That S- sounds so wrong. That sounds like some. some... That's S and M. That's different. There, we have two extra M's. Dude, SNL. Who doesn't stick a finger up their butt while masturbating? TSNN. That was definitely TMI. I've already talked about the times females' fingers have been in my butt. And you know, I've come to accept that it happened to me. It was not pleasurable. Didn't I tell you? It felt like pooping out a finger. It like was a log. I just don't. I don't find. Yeah, pooping. Eh. Dude, dude, that's like a. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. I love you guys. Uh, I hope you're all doing well out there. If you are clean, keep up the good work. I'm proud of you. Stay strong. And if you're struggling out there, I hope that you make it through. Um, and you know, no matter what happens, you know things will work out. I'm, you know. We're going to die eventually, and, you know, Jesus is going to carry the, uh, what's that cloud that Goku rides on? The Nimbus. He's going to carry you on the Nimbus cloud <laughs> to uh, sh- uh, Shangri-La. Well, no, I'm just we, kidding. I don't well, know what the I fuck happened. I will be trained to be able to kick a black hole's ass. A black hole? Where are we talking? Yeah, talking because about Goku go- gets trained up in, like, the... Never mind. Just just forget it. Just forget I'm sorry, it. you guys. Dragon Ball Z references. I know. I just fucking facepalmed. My own goddamn self. But, hey, that's where my ADHD comes into play. Um, you know, just send us an email. Send us a message. Maybe suck his dick a little. Eh, no. Yeah. I'm going to be celibate for a year. Hey, ladies, slide into those DMs. No, don't. (laughs) Please do not slide in my DMs on a sexual nature. Just boost my ego. Just send them some nudes. 
Simpsons. No! I'm trying to be a, a man of the Lord. Send him some I've news. never been to church a day in my life, and I'm <laughs> <laughs> Send him some nudes. Fucking don't listen to this guy. Just send him some nudes. Men, women, sheep, send me nudes. No, like <laughs> straight monkeys. Straight. What are you talking? That's where we lead we you to, to a hole. So. Anyway. Oh my god, no. Alright, you guys. I love you. Stay safe, stay strong. Peace, love, all.